BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. What's up, guys? Don't forget to sub to Patreon so that you can see the visuals. Because not only do we have episodes of the podcast, we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps, behind the scenes, photo shoots, and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year. So if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know, go over to our Patreon, www.dumblondunrated.com. Love ya. Is this thing on? Bonnie, who used to be a former sex worker and now hosts the podcast Dumb Blonde. Most little girls grow up wanting to be doctors and lawyers and shit. And I was like, I want to be super hot, make a lot of fucking money and be a rock star's wife. That was my goal as a child. And here we are. (laughs) What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. Today, we have a man on a mission. Jason Alexander. What's up, baby? How are you? Thank you for having me. Dude, Um, thanks for coming. I'm like so excited to have you here. I know. We've been trying for like a year. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, It just didn't work out. But God's timing is always better, you know, and we think we could, uh, we got it all figured out and we find out we don't one day. (laughs) Uh, Dude, that's the fucking truth. I used to think I had it so figured out when I was younger and then I realized I don't know shit the older I get. That's wisdom though, you know? Yeah. That's what, I mean, getting older is uh, the good thing about it when yeah. you live long enough, I guess. <laughs> you don't go uh, too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Fucking speaking of rabbit holes, I feel like we have a lot to talk about and a lot to cover. But like I told you before we started recording, um, I feel like any interview that I've listened to you be on, like it's just mainly focused on Britney, which, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to focus. We're going to talk about Britney. But I w- kind of want to like I want people to get to know you, you know, like I want people to know like who you are, where your mind frame is at, you know, like just everything, because I feel like nobody ever asks you how you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I mean, I guess the only reason for me to ever be in the public eye was because of Brittany. Um, growing up, uh, I was uh, in the sport, so I got really good at football and uh, got a college scholarship. So I started getting like a little attention in the media before me and Brittany were married in Vegas just through that. But um, I always had dreams of being in the NFL, so I was I was always thinking that, you know, I would be in the public eye. I just never thought it would be through Mary and Brittany Spears, you know. Right. But, yeah, it's uh, – So did you guys grow up together? Like, where did – are you from Louisiana also? Yeah, we're both from Kentwood, so it's a very small town. Mm. Uh, back then there was, like, 2,000 people. It's maybe more like six now. But her her whole family still lives there, you know. Her mom, her dad. What her about sister. your family, though? <laughs> My dad is still in Kentwood, yeah, um, where I grew up. <clears throat> My mom lives probably an hour from there, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's towards Baton Rouge, is the, the capital of Louisiana. So it's a little small. Are town. you still close with them? 
you know, um, it's close. We're, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, He's like, like, I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> no, no, I was. But, you know, I love my family. So <clears throat> we just, um, we they, it was like my family was, they divorced when I was young. So it was, uh, I went through a lot of trauma as a kid just mm -hmm. going through that because. Uh, How old were you? I was 12 and my sister was like 10, I believe. So, um, so I had to choose who I wanted to live with. And obviously I stayed with my dad because that's where, you know, I grew up and my mom moved and she didn't stay. So, uh, that, and my dad, um, uh, I guess was a really outgoing person. Mm -hmm. And so, uh. I had a lot of freedom, you know, and was able to kind of, and, and I guess, uh, also growing up in that time that was like pre social media and stuff. So right. kids were still riding bikes and are like, you an eighties baby? I'm an 81. Yes. So. I'm 80. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we're street light kids. Exactly. Yeah. So we understand like the time before the internet like wave, but, uh, it was a great time. It was really cool. You know, growing up it was, um, and, but there was always really blurry boundaries between the adults and the kids. Like the parties were always like in front of us. So I started yes. drinking very young and kind of thinking that's the like I thought that was cool like I want to be like all oh, these adults and drink and act stupid and uh you know so um I missed out on like a real um family setting where you know um you know I, I kind of envy people that have that but at the same time it did form me into who I am so I'm, I appreciate that but did you start drinking at a young age I did I started I mean we started playing around with drinking beer like 12 or 13 you know because uh, my close friends uh were my dad's friends their their kids were friends with me we're all kind of close growing Kentwood's small so it's like everywhere you went you were friends that's how I know Brittany is it's like you know all the parents and then plus her mom had the preschool in Kentwood where we all started going to school so it was like that's where we we all nested and started forming our relationships but being from in that single parent life, you know, with my dad, I kind of just, um, there wasn't a lot of uh, restrictions, you know, and uh, it kind of gave me a bad rap a little bit in like junior high and high school with my other friends. It's kind of a lot of judgment from the parents because they always felt like I was a problem child. And I was like always in my, in my head going, if you only knew your kid, you know, like, right, right. <laughs> like if your you kid just hasn't them, gotten caught be yet. Like, dang, Jason, you actually got morals. But, um, well, you grew up in like the Bible, Bible belt. So and, and, judgment and, just runs rampant. Yeah. And, you know, um, I did have an encounter with the Holy Spirit at 12. I got saved on like a, a church. Uh, I, I did like this uh, mission thing with the church and, you know, and, and it was kind of religious fear based, you know, that made me get saved. But I'm, right. I'm glad because that carried on. And later on in high school, I had another experience because after starting drinking so young I got involved in uh I was like a weekend warrior so like I was really good at football and uh obviously handsome you know so I had like <laughs> you are the, a good looking dude I yeah. was actually very surprised <laughs> when you walked in <laughs> I feel like the media doesn't portray you as handsome yeah, as they, you are well, that's their job his new wife is sitting here by the way so don't yeah. you guys don't think I'm like hitting on him or anything <laughs> I brought my wife <laughs> they'd be like I know how bunny is <laughs> <laughs> right no um yeah that's an amazing story too but uh yeah we're gonna get into that I can't um, wait. <clears throat> You know, and then I guess uh, where I was going with that is that uh, I didn't really get into smoking weed, but like we started messing with shrooms and 
psychedelics and stuff really young. I guess because where I'm at in Louisiana, it's like the, where the 10 interstate runs into Interstate 55, and it's kind of like a cross-section of the country. Yeah. We got a lot of drug, like the party drugs. You right, know, like the yeah. Ecstasy back then, the tab, the tabs, they used to call them the double stacks or whatever. Like, used to, I remember, you know, those are extinct now I, I back when drugs were fun yeah well, they were really, like it was just intense <laughs> and clean just like, yeah exactly it yeah. was just a whole nother era and um so I started messing around with that and uh I had kind of a religious experience like I met Jesus one night in this trip uh that I took a bunch of ecstasy it just came on so hard and it was like an outer body experience and so anyways it scared me and uh really bad but <clears throat> it, it I was in the shower like a few days later and I and, and it was like something came over me it was just like an overwhelming like you got to go get baptized you got to get saved you got to um you know it was just like something that came over me and so I was like happy that I had that experience you know just because it kind of brought me back into uh check and I what where I was kind of heading in a direction where it's probably divine intervention exactly and so and you know I mean it didn't stop my drug use obviously right but <laughs> it did it did check me and I, I put a lot of energy into football and I started focusing on on that I ended up getting a scholarship so I stayed on a pretty good path for you know many years <clears throat> but I always would party on the weekends like, right you know, I, I feel just, like that's par for the course for football players like that's how you guys are like you guys are good on great on the field and then when you're off the field it's play either, hard, you it's know, womanizing hard, and, and, yeah and exactly <clears throat> that's just our, our you know mo growing up and then from the south it was like everyone was doing it like everybody right there, I don't like there was a few you know groups that you know were more just like the church goers and like really square, I guess, if you want to say that. But right. Like, um, I say square all the time on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking but squares. I, uh, I, even though I had those religious experiences, I was like, I, I never let the fear stop me from enjoying my life because I was like, God, if you're real, I, was, this, I want to do this. This feels good. I'm just having fun with these people and all this. So I kind of, I kind of didn't allow it even though the fear was always there, like, you're going to hell, you know? And I was just like, no, you're not. I'm going to have a God's bigger. But yeah. um, <laughs> I love that, though, that you were able to that's kind of traumatizing as a kid growing up in the Bible Belt. And oh, I not, grew up with religious trauma. I grew up Southern Pentecostal. Yeah, so, so. Oh, my God, you're even worse. Yeah. I had a babysitter <laughs> exactly. who was, you know, she was Pentecostal, and um, they don't have, they had TV, uh, they had radios, and, you know, they didn't cut their hair. And I always thought the TV thing was a little weird. Until... I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. I couldn't watch certain things. Like, it was crazy. You know, I respect that more now, though, <clears throat> in, my wit oh, excuse me. in my wisdom, because uh, it is a portal. Like, the television is the brainwashing thing. It's just like, you know, and, you know, and once we talk about it. But getting married to Brittany, I think the biggest thing for me was was it opened my eyes to a lot of the world and things that I didn't really pay attention to before that. Absolutely, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, so because we don't have a TV in our house now, but it's just like we don't we choose not to watch TV. Yeah, no, I it's things have changed, you know, since we were kids back in our day. You know, like it's like it's just so different now. Everything is so. Um, just there's underlying messages and everything yeah, that we propaganda, watch. Propaganda, just like this show uh, Idol right now on HBO that's kind of like Britney's supposedly connected to through whatever contracts. But uh, <clears throat> and then there the Euphoria show. Yeah, know, I Euphoria couple, gives me anxiety, and oh I love God, that show. Oh my God, I watched that show and I'm yeah. like, 
like I see the brainwashing in it, you know. And then when you really do your research, you learn how the CIA and how the money's invested in the Hollywood for like you know all these different ideas to be pushed on the public. So uh, I'm just very conscious about that now, yeah. and I wasn't before because mainly because um, being thrown in the media and then seeing right. the lies and being like that's not the truth, you know, it never made sense to me. And then. To interject, yeah. you sitting here, you seem like such a normal human being. In the media, you see, like, I was almost kind of nervous to do the interview because I, I was like, I don't know what his Am mental headspace is going to yeah, be. Yeah. yeah, like, is he on drugs or is he right. schizophrenic? It's, Not that there's anything wrong and with that's, that's the, with the me. That's what I'm talking about. It's these little snippets that they put out. And then someone that doesn't know you at all. That's all they got to go off of, and that's that's brainwashing, you know. Right. I mean, really, that's MKO programming, really, you know, programming. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, it's like television programming. I mean, they're telling you what it is right there. Right. Um, but but no, you seem like just a normal. I'm dude. normal, you know. Yeah. I've always been just normal. Uh, are you still I mean, using? Are you still using drugs? I am not using drugs. No, <laughs> okay, I mean, let's I, just clarify because that was the number one question people wanted me to ask you. <laughs> okay, well, no, I'm not using drugs anymore. Thank you, Lord. I'm free from addiction. Um, oh, good. Okay. You know, so uh, proud of I was you. headed down a, be a bad path. I've always kind of, I have shoulder surgery and, and football all the way up until I was 24, and I was like really one of those hard hitting guys. And uh, so I took pain pills, you know, for the pain. And <clears throat> so I kind of got into that. And then when fentanyl came around, someone was like dude i was i was buying some pain pills one time and they were like it's gonna be like 300 dollars for 20 or something i was like god this is ridiculous you know and they're like dude but i can get you some vent offer you can party all weekend on that i was like because i always snorted my pain pills you know right and uh so i was like all right i'll try it and when i did i was like how long ago was this it's, that started like covid probably a little after covid this is very recent um, before that, I never did anything that hardcore, you know, right. but um, it was just the time period where COVID came. I had got laid off from my job. I was going through a separation with my ex and uh, I was kicked out of the house and kind of in a hotel room and trying to back and forth to the house, trying to figure out what, what um, I'm going to do, you know, figure it out. Yeah. And it, uh, it was just numbing the pain for me. It helped me get through the time and it just... I just didn't realize how bad off I got, you know, yeah. about a year of using it every day almost. And because of my work, I had the unemployment and all the big checks coming in with the COVID and I didn't have to work. And it was like, they were giving me like, I don't know, they were paying like four times the unemployment. You know, I was getting like 900 a week or something right. crazy to sit at home and do nothing. Um, so yeah, idle hands are of the devil. Yeah, exactly. So, but, um, I, you, you know, Brittany sober? reached out and like, um, it, that actually kind of gave me hope a little bit, you know, because of the relationship I was coming out of to get clean. And then I just told God, you know, I was like, look, God, like, I don't, I have a son and I don't, I want to be a good father. And it wasn't easy. It took a, a process, but through a lot of deliverance and healing and praying and surrounding myself with better people, um, better habits, you know, cause I already kind of mm -hmm. knew the formula for you know, it's just a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And if you and it's really just all about staying strict on that uh, discipline, discipline on your routine. Willpower, yeah. Yeah, and that really the difference thing I think that changed though is uh, by giving it to God and like because I didn't do rehab or any of that kind of stuff. I just never really believed in it. Well, I, that's amazing know. that you were able to get off fentanyl and not even have to go to rehab. It was a short. That's well, crazy. you know, it was a little process. You know, because I used kratom. It's like a 
some a psychiatrist. Oh, yeah, I know what it and is. Like, uh, it helped a lot. And then, then you know, um, I still like I still use that here and there. But uh, and you know, I smoke I smoke marijuana. Yeah, know? I'm a huge. So when did you get marijuana. sober fully off of fentanyl? Just so everybody knows. Uh, it's been um, it's been a year and a half. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm proud I don't of know. You. I don't have it right to date there. But yeah. I was thinking about it today. I'm like, it's well over a year, probably a year and a half going on two. So, and that was probably when I got the DUI. If anyone Google's that, that's what, you know, my DUI was from. I was just like knotted out at the steering wheel, basically, you know. And, uh, luckily, I wasn't driving, you know, because I felt really um, bad about the situation because I'm like, man, I, I could I don't even remember. You know, yeah. I could have killed somebody driving, yeah. you know. So it was like, God works in that, you know, in different ways. And so, and um, it, it gave me a compassion though. for people that are using that, you know, yeah. because I never used the needle. I just, I was snorting the dope and like, yeah. I was scared of the needles, you know, mm-hmm. but I'll be, I'll tell you a story. Uh, that's how I found out about Jelly Roll was because yeah. I was like, I was, I had my um, Pandora rolling and I was like, I'm spending a lot of truck time in my truck. And and driving to you know Antioch and uh, from Franklin and uh, anyways uh, I had my Pandora playing like maybe I was listening to Ryan Up Church or somebody but how they how the uh, um, what's it that the algorithm will yeah. just play different uh, artists and so Jelly Roll started becoming one of my favorite people to listen to because he he you know. He raps about a lot of that, and uh, he's, I'm sure he, ha- he has experience with friends and people that's been through si- similar situations. But uh, And then I think you had Adam Cohen on the show before. Adam Calhoun. Co- mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Calhoun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really, I like. I, we well, love Adam. Awesome. Adam's our like, baby. <clears throat> we love Adam. And so he was another guy. I was like, well, wow, he's a guy. I like, I just, I felt it, you know. And so it got, it was like, now when I listen to some of those songs, it kind of takes me back, and I don't really like to do it. Right, but the new stuff, you know, yeah, is cool, and that's how I found like Jelly Roll. (laughs) I love that you found him in one of your dark times. My baby's like a little. I always say he's a an angel on earth, like literally. Yeah, he's such a good soul. I watched his documentary on uh, Hulu or whatever the special he did, and like I heard, I seen the people coming up to him and just like how his music changed their life, and like I'm sure for him that's that means a lot because. You know, I see he loves it and he's really passionate mm-hmm. about it. And I mean, his music really does talk to you. You know, it's like, and the fact that he went in the country and how the country music uh, community really uh, embraced, embraced him. him you know? Yeah, and no, like, it's been wild for us. Yeah. For sure. I, oh God, I can only imagine. Yeah. So I literally text Winona Judd, and that's not like not me name dropping. Like that's me. Yeah. Can't believe that I'm at that point in our life. Like to be friends with Winona Judd, like. That's just crazy yeah, to me. Exactly. They've been the sweetest humans ever country music has. Well, I think Jelly Rose is probably a huge fan of Garth Brooks, right? It's like He's what? A, a huge fan of Garth Oh, yeah, Brooks. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like a, a, a friend of ours, uh, we got married on her property in uh, Goodlettsville, mm-hmm. and her oh, property nice. is right next to Garth Brooks' property, like her grandfather yeah. owned it. So, like, growing up, uh, she still deals with Garth, you know, about the property line and different things, but uh, I thought that was funny, and we got married on her property. Yeah, I love that. So let's take it back to high school. Um, when did you and Brit? Did you and Brittany like hang out during all this, or like were you guys close as kids? We did. We we did hang out. Um, we hung out a lot. You know, there it was always periodic because we went to um, after like um, we left her her mom's kindergarten. We we went to two different elementary schools, 
and then she went to a different high school as me, but we played their football team. So, right. uh, you know, that was kind of always fun when we'd play against Park Lane because I was like, I'm going to show off in front of, you know, nah. all these little <laughs> pep girls tonight. <laughs> right. And uh, her brother, Brian, was a, a good football player in high school, and uh, he was a little older than me. <clears throat> and I kind of always looked up to him a little bit. Right. When we were younger. <clears throat> right. <laughs> but uh, Not now. Not now. No, <laughs> he's, I actually think he's, uh, I actually think he's, uh, I don't have bad words for anybody, but you know, I think I think Brian, I think her whole family could can uh, be more supportive, and and you know, I just Bro. don't agree with like the way they go about the control, and and they've all benefited their life, and you know, so I just feel like there's yeah, lot. we'll get into that because definitely want to talk about that. Um, but growing up, so you guys, you know, cross paths whenever you would play her high school and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you know. Um, she, she, you know, she dated other guys, and we weren't, we never really dated when mm -hmm. we were younger. We would hang out because my, because her cousin and like good friends, a couple of her good friends, the they came to Vegas with us, and uh, they were in her wedding with K Fed, were in my class. So even though she didn't, Brittany didn't go to school with me, her friends and, and family did. So that kept us kind of like weekends hanging out and always kind of you know bumping into each other, but um. You know, it it wasn't it wasn't it been as much as you would have thought, you right? Know, like, because I, I I had you know a whole life going on back then, and yeah, and I had a pretty serious girlfriend. I started dating in ninth grade until my senior year, and that's who we, we, I was dating before we you know I went, I went to Vegas, which we just broke up like a couple months before that, before I went to, went off to college and to play football. So, um. You know, but I will say when she started getting really famous, like around 16, it hit me baby one more time, mm -hmm. you know, like there's always like, it was always, it was kind of funny for us because she was like a virgin, right? Right. <laughs> In the media, you know, that was kind of the first time I ever saw the media lie about it, but it was just like, we kind of laughed because we all knew that wasn't true. It was just... <laughs> interesting you know, right looking back and, how they paint the picture yeah, of people and, and, and how that's still accurate to the day yeah to, to this moment right now you know what they yeah. say is going on and what's actually going on and how people like really believe the narratives that they paint and that and that's all the you know that's all by design i feel you know it's to just keep people in the confusion and like but i uh there's a lot of things i don't understand yeah because uh there's so many lies that you know yeah, it's absolutely. Like you know. So, how did you end up marrying Brittany? Um, it, that was interesting, also, um, <laughs> because this all sounds pretty fucking it, interesting. <laughs> you know, it was random because uh, I obviously was in college at the time playing football. We were out for the Christmas holidays, you know, and um, I just randomly went to the gas station to get like you know some a beer or something to go out that night, and I had no clue I was going to bump into her at the gas station but um i just randomly bumped into her her and her brother at the gas station and, and uh, funny enough in kentwood in kentwood because okay. she was home for the christmas holiday she used to come home for the holidays a lot <clears throat> and uh kentwood's really small you know so it, just, we, it was just kind of random but we would always end up somehow bumping into each other right and so um yeah she she bought her mom a brand new mercedes and they it was christmas eve actually and she was driving it to kind of keep it away from the house. And her brother was, her, her brother is a little older than me. And my dad always hung out with younger, the younger crew. Right. And uh, my neighbor was a, 
around Brian's age, and uh, they it was like this whole little party group of guys, you know, in Kentwood. And Brian was actually going to my house to see my dad for whatever reason, and Brittany was riding with him. I was like, wow, y'all, I just left the house, but I'll go back. You know, I was going to go out and do this or that, and so that's where we kind of started hanging out. And there's a picture online where I'm in my living room. I think, <laughs> like, I'm all messed up and, like, doing like this or whatever, and that was in my living room back then that night where – we went back to the house and was hanging out. We just bought, it was a margarita. We just bought it at the gas station. And that's kind of where we hung out for like the next week before New Year's came along. And she invited me. She was like, so look, I, I got to do this Christmas thing. And then uh, I really like, would like you to come to Vegas for New Year's. And I was like, hell yeah, you know. And so I didn't think she was going to call me. She left and went on this Christmas trip with her family. And then sure enough, she called me like, when she got, she's like, I'm going to be coming back tomorrow. And, you know, um, if you want to go still, you know, be here at this time. I was like, all right. So, boom, I'm not, I'm on a private jet on my way to And Vegas. that was back then before her family was really controlling. She had pretty much, she could invite it, who she wanted around her. It was normal. And, it should, it should, it was how it should actually be, you know. How was her father when she was younger? <sighs> he was an alcoholic. <laughs> But uh, was a functioning alcoholic, you know, he worked and paid the bills. Uh, you know, he owned a gym and uh, he was always really into fitness and stuff. Um, well, either though he was an alcoholic, you know, right. I guess when he was younger and he had a gym or whatever, and uh, he was always kind of like a, that mean guy, though, you know, yeah, just a grumpy just, old man, yeah, just grumpy old man, and uh. Miss Lynn was always a sweetheart to me. She just loved me to death back in those days, like it seemed like. But uh, I don't know what changed. Right, right. Well. <laughs> I guess I married her daughter and you know, <laughs> in Vegas, and she didn't agree with it. But uh, but yeah, her, you know. And uh, but I never really crossed. I didn't really have a, a lot of experience with her dad. You know, growing right. just just because it's so small, you hear the gossip. And mm-hmm. She had some some uncles, you know, like. Uh, Jamie's brother is named Wild Willie, you know, and he still yeah. like works for her dad. And um, I think one of the uncles are, is gone now, but they were always known for like living under the river bridge, you know, and being like the hippies uh, <laughs> in tree houses, you know, like literally. And it wasn't a big deal then. It was just like, oh, there's Austin and them, and then, <laughs> you know, jumping off the bridge, swimming, and just like living under. The- <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. But, um, so take me on this journey of you guys getting married. You meet up with her. You Where'd you meet up with her at? So she had two friends, uh, Courtney Brabham and another friend, Jansen Fitzgerald. Um, <clears throat> they were going also on the trip. So uh, Courtney's mom were driving, drove us to the airport in New Orleans. Kent was like an hour drive. Mm-hmm. So I just met them. We drove to uh, New Orleans to the private airstrip, and we met her there. And her mom got off, and we said hi to her. And then her cousin, Warlin, got off, and we said hi to her. And it was just like a quick exchange and then we were back in the air and uh it was me her brother she had this big bodyguard uh i don't remember his name back then. it was uh either way like her him and so me and him kind of just sat in the back and hung out while the girls kind of did their thing on the trip right four hour flight and i'm just drinking those little like <laughs> shots of, like I don't know liquor. how people drink in the air, dude. I would be lit. There's I no was. Way I was elevation. like, well, that was funny because her brother was with me. And um, the funny thing is, is like I just recently saw the CNN thing that they put out with K-Fed and her brother. And everyone was talking about Britney being on meth. I don't know if you saw that story. But uh, anyway, you know, I was like thinking to myself, I was like, I think everyone, Kevin, Brian, uh, 
Okay, all these people, they need to take a drug test. We need to right. we need to see what these guys drug screen looks like because Brian was like oh like he like I was like like bro when we got to Vegas I was like dude I'm drunk I need this we're gonna get when we're gonna get the dope he's like just see gonna when we get to the hotel room I got you so K Fed gives me musty vibes oh uh, yeah he's horrible like he took <laughs> to, he took he, he took so much advantage over, over the situation yeah we'll talk about him too when we get there but just you know um but even him you know there was feeding you know they're all taking drugs and like right. coke and ecstasy or whatever that was around and um so that was kind of like, I was like, I'll just get drunk. And when we get there, I already knew we were going to get like some like good ecstasy or like Coke or something. Right. We were going to party like, and I just remember our brother, you know, get, you know, anyway, it was just, we landed and uh, it was at the uh, Palms Casino. So like this big green limousine picked us up and. Uh, it's crazy because I, I've never said this before, but I used to date. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Vegas, so So I have to tell you after you tell me. Yeah. And he, but him and Brittany had like a weird relationship. They did. And I saw that up close and personal. So like after the first night we got, it was just like, that was an interesting thing because that's, that's, uh, he was coming up to the room personally with, uh, I, I didn't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure it was an escort, you know? Oh yeah. And so I got this vibe, like, when he came up this one time to visit us in the room, which was only once or twice, uh, it was just me and Brittany. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, he came up and was like hanging out with us. And so uh, I felt like they had already had something like, cause you know, she, Palms was kind of like her place to go. Mm-hmm. And this is my first time being used involved. To, she used to stay at his house all the time too. There you go. So, you know, stuff, I didn't even know any of that, but it just felt like he was lingering around like he was waiting for me to be okay with like an orgy or something. Right. Yeah. And I, when he realized that that's not how I roll, especially with, I always love Brittany to death. And like, I'm not, I don't like to share my women like that. Yeah. You know? Especially with like a dude, like that whole situation. Were so, you and Brittany hooking up by, by then? Oh yeah. It was okay. total, so the know. week at your house, you guys. We, the first time we'd ever, first time we had ever had sex was that, that week before yeah. I went to Vegas at, in, in La Kentwood. And what so, is sex with Britney Spears like? Am I allowed to ask that? <laughs> <laughs> she seems like she would be kind of wi- Am I allowed to ask that wifey? Yeah, she could. She, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's like, fuck. She knows what sex is like. You know, <laughs> uh, you know I mean, I'm, I guess it's different with everybody, right? But yeah. um, she's, uh, you know, it was uh, the first time was it was kind of raunchy, you know. It was in the shower, and then like uh, she it, just seems very was, like a se- very sexual. Yeah, it was. Being. She was a very aggressive. She drugged me back to the bathroom, and like we got in the shower, so it was kind of. But I was I was kind of already you know living that life, and um, so I had some tricks too, you know, but. <laughs> He's like, it wasn't all her. <laughs> He's like, I'm well, pretty you know, good in bed too. She invited me to Vegas afterwards and then got married to me. So something was good. Yeah. But, um, you guys probably just had super amazing. You know, chemistry. that was interesting because after that, we we was at the, her, or the house where she grew up when that happened. And everyone left, even her brother, and just left us at the house alone. And we come out of the bathroom and like... We're in the living room. We're like having sex on the floor. And we fe- we fell asleep, like passed out, butt naked. Yeah. Woke up. Her mom or dad or brother was wake Christmas morning at oh. like seven o'clock. Like, <laughs> get up, Brittany, wake up. What is going on here? And I'm like putting my clothes on. I'm freaking. And her brother drove me home that day. And I was just like, wow. And, uh, yeah, whisked off just, to Vegas and got married. Yeah. It was, and then ran to <laughs> you're Vegas like, and got uh, you're like a fairy tale princess. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yes. But, you know, speaking of the, who we were talking about, like that was random because that's that's kind of what I feel like the, the type of people that are still around her now. Right. You know, that are kind of yeah. like um, providing her with things and then taking advantage of it when mm-hmm. she's at a certain state of mind. And uh, I saw that up close and personal, you know. Yeah. I saw a lot more that I won't mention, but... Um, it's 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 Vegas and just Hollywood and the industry, I've grown up in it, is a different beast. It yeah. is not what people think it is. It is literally a puppet show mm. with people that are being controlled and money, and it's really dirty. It makes yeah. you feel gross, it like does. when you really know everything that's going on behind the scenes. You know, she was just there this past week and for 4th of July when that whole TMZ thing came out with the basketball player, and we were, we were talking about it because... You know, she still calls me. Like, the last time I talked to Brittany was, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. And um, we were listening to a phone. I record all the phone call conversations just because of everything. Like, that was the that was how I was able to get uh, the felony stalking charges dropped. And I would have probably fought and, and beat the, the trespassing and everything. But after being in jail for 70 days, I just took the little plea deal they gave me just to get out, you know. But Do you have one that we can hear a sample of on the podcast? Um. Just so we can hear that it's her voice. Uh, I could tell you this though. I mean, I don't really need to prove it, but I do. Um, I have spoken to her mom recently, and her mom's confirmed it to me. You know, and then um, also uh, just knowing like the Britney, you know, brand. Like if 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 um, if she wasn't calling me, I'd have been sued a long time ago. You know, right? And so like <clears throat> when I went to the the, yeah, I've always questioned that. The Free Britney rally in July, you know, I took that's when I came out and was telling everybody, look, I wouldn't be at this rally right now if Britney didn't call me and like uh start talking to me again cuz I'd put it behind me. Like yeah. the last time I talked to her was like 2010 and um you know, I recorded that conversation because this was like it was just like a year into her calling me and the conservatorship was still like I don't know. It was it was a few years old, but I, she was thinking it was going to be over then. Right. And I was always like, it, that was always the excuse for us not to be able to see each other or right. hang out. It's like you know, when this conservatorship's over, we could, uh, you know, we could do hang you, out. Do you feel like okay? So you got let's we'll rewind it back real quick. So you guys ended up getting married in Vegas, and then what happens? Forty eight hours later. So <clears throat> when we got back from the chapel. Um, no one knew about it except right. for like I guess they well started, all of Vegas did we knew I was there well I was they, they, people Vegas. started finding out after like because we were at, you know got married at like 5 a.m. and then there was a few there was a couple there getting married and some people took some pictures so that it, it's the media started talking about it and it got out pretty quick but once we got back to the hotel room we started telling our friends and our people like, hey look we just got married and that's when I realized, like, I started getting really nervous and scared because everyone started acting like crazy about it and they weren't happy. And it was just like, they called her mom and her mom got me on the phone and they were freaking out. And they were like, Jason, you don't understand what you did. Like, everything you've ever done in your life is going to come out. And I was just like, oh my God, I was, what have I done? I didn't know I murdered you. <laughs> <Like, laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm just a partying football player. Yeah, like, what is but, happening? You know, I'm 22 or something. And like, um, I started getting a little overwhelmed and then um they were you know started coercing me into this idea of like look uh would you sign an annulment and like if we let y'all date and you know make sure this is what you really want because they thought you know they thought it was just like a flash a flash but 
but you know, her mom knew that me and Brittany had had you know feelings forever, and since we were kids, we've always kind of crushed on each other. But um, it was real, you know, my emotions. How was were Brittany real. feeling with everybody telling the, her she, that she had to get an annulment? She actually wanted me to uh, run away with her. She was like, "Fuck everybody! If they don't like it, you know." She's like, "I'll get my jet and we'll go to Ibiza because that's where she wanted to go f- to uh, take me on her honeymoon to Ibiza, Spain." And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" But um, <laughs> you know what? I mean, I, I don't regret anything in life, but um, I, you know, like that was something I look at like and disappointed a little bit because I feel like I should have ran away with her, you know, cause, but cause you it didn't was know. real. You thought you were doing right by her. Because I you had thought so I was many doing people. right. So in the, in, in the family had this, um, respect this, like, um, I had this respect for the family just cause I've known them since I was so young. And so, you know, there was that part of it too. And then they promised me all this other stuff. And like, I didn't realize until I got sent home, um, instantly you know, it probably took eight hours for the lawyers to come in and for us to sign everything. But I do remember um, Brittany changed. Like, she went from a certain way to, like, once these lawyers got there, her mom wasn't there yet, but they took her into the other room. And when they separated us and for, like, an hour, maybe 30 minutes, when she came back, and I said this in the interview years ago, I was like, they, they brainwashed her or something, but she was just, like different she was she knew what she had to do and she did it and it was just quiet and she just kept her head down i was like wow she probably felt defeated and just and 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 that's why i kind of feel a little uh you know looking back at it now like i'm like wow because you know she was starting to feel the control coming in then right and i feel like it's like you know i feel like that you know she was actually using me in that whole situation is a way to try to like leave yeah and i didn't really see it that way and didn't understand that then but now after everything you know i'm like man you know i wish but you know like god works and it's crazy though that you would even think that or say that because she's been trying to run away forever now it's what it seems like it a hundred percent it's almost like rapunzel in the castle and just (laughs) nobody's letting her out yeah and now there's there's all these conspiracies that she's like either dead or like is she dead no she's not no have you seen her like does she facetime you or Um, is it just you know what that she hasn't facetimed me but um how does she get your number all the time um well i kept the same number so i i don't change it since she's had it the first time but the first time she reached out to me when in you know 2020 when we started talking again she she reached out to me through facebook so it was through a, her uh friend her sister's friend messaged me i sent her my number and then my phone rang and then but her number's never been the same like i can't contact yeah, for her sure. it's always a private call and um i did get a number like a a few weeks ago and then they they instantly changed it because uh, it's interesting because after the conservatorship, yeah, like I had the conversations of me and her talking for hours, you know, before like up until like, you know, the conservatorship was over with, and then I then we like like a few months went by where we didn't talk because her and Sam got married and stuff, and so it started changing behind the scenes, and so there was periods where we didn't talk, but then once we you know like since the conservatorships ended, it's the conversation has been completely different. Like it's not as um, genuine 
And I felt like it's always been like um, screened, like someone's standing there, something changed, you know. And yeah. um, well, she's probably scared to death of who she can trust and who she can't trust, you know. And and I think a lot of people have told her lies about me, and so she doesn't even know what to believe about me either. And um, but there's a reason she keeps reaching out to you. And there's a reason she keeps reaching out to me. So obviously, that, you feel must feel like a safe space for her. Yeah, you know, because I'm genuine, you know, like if you, if, I, I mean, I'll, I don't know if I'll let, I'll let you listen to them maybe down the road if you want, but like not on the podcast, but uh, right. we were listening to one conversation last night and it was just like, I'm like, wow, she sounded like, she, like what happened? Like the conservatorship was going to be over 45 days from this conversation and we t- she talks about a lot of stuff in it and she just sounded so good and I'm like. Uh, like you would have thought it would have went the direction of like oh wow now she could be seen out in public and with doing normal stuff with her husband and like even maybe do a podcast or like something together where and it's just gotten worse you know i don't think uh do you think her mental health is intact do you feel like she's drugged maybe or i do feel like she's uh being uh drugged i don't know you know if because she's her complicit with it you know because like her mom and dad were spiking her food you know like that's terrible you know like putting drugs in her bread bowl and stuff like <clears throat> but um i'll tell you like uh something very interesting when i first went to california like um i'll tell you when i got really concerned when she posted nude on instagram for the first time and i right. was like i was like that did not make any sense to me like you know because there's better i just feel like britney spears could have really capitalized off of something like absolutely. that absolutely and then to just do it this trashy little way sorry britney but it was trashy little way on instagram right and they put a little heart over her and i was just like it, it really pissed me off it's almost like a picture she sent to somebody that somebody else posted of her that she didn't know about like yeah. blackmail thank mm-hmm. you I, that's how i feel and in their conversation we were listening to last night, she's talking about her social media and about the people that were running it. Now she says she's just done with it. She don't want nothing to do with it. So I feel like they're still propping it up and she does stays out of it for whatever reason. But um probably for mental health. I mean her I do her feel like I mean, you know what, that but I pray you know, I, I told her God's bigger than everything. I don't like putting you know, mental health's real, but you know, that's like putting things in a box when, right. when God could really like cure and heal all situations and not the religious God, but like, you right. know, just like our creator God, the one that, you know, <clears throat> works in the spirit and really like, you know, through faith and practice, you can, you can tap into that stuff. But, uh, I feel like she's tapping into like the, the psychic side of the, uh, spectrum with all the people around her. And it's just, uh, I'll tell you what, it's concerning is that um the last time she called me she she told me she was suffering from a health issue mm. like a pretty serious one which one can we say uh it caught it was supposedly causing her to be bedridden but oh. that's obviously not the case because we saw her in vegas right did, did did she tell you what it was that's causing her to be bedridden should i say i think you should it's a it's a it's an autoimmune disorder and uh, well with all the trauma she's been through i wouldn't doubt that she doesn't have two or well, three she took the vaccine disorders. also and we talked about that and that's that i looked it up that a lot of the autoimmune disorders are caught in the blood is is through like the vaccine that spike protein that's kind of how it works in the blood but a lot of people are, are seeing that happen now with uh now that everyone that's taken the shot uh 
there's times passing by you having you know these different elements pop up but so you think this autoimmune disorder is caused by her getting the vaccine or possibly with a lot of the other stuff like you're saying trauma is what is the number one reason <laughs> and that stress causes. and just like yeah. maybe just like unhealthy lifestyle choices she doesn't eat good and she drinks fucking red bull like they're going out of style that'll yeah. make anybody fucking sick you know exactly so um but the thing was was i didn't i wasn't a hundred percent sure if that's a hundred percent accurate but right. she did we, you know we, i prayed for her on the phone and she did cry before she got off the phone with me. Like she, I was like, never heard her cry. And she even told me she loved me. And I was like, wow, that was intense. And, uh, but then the next day, these pictures of her came out where she was on this yacht. Um, and, uh, supposedly in Mexico. And like, she's always surrounded by these like dudes. And dudes. Like, yeah. You, know, you when never it, like, see that's her with not girls. healthy for a female. I mean, where's her girlfriends at? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like one and they're like, I mean, you know, they're like, and like big dudes and their securities, like, um, they're, they're sketch. They're yeah. all like, you know, sketch, you know, like, well, they're all paid, paid professionals that are, you know, paid people to be around her and just handle her. Well, they came to my trial in my preliminary hearing and, uh, um, testified <laughs> that a completely, a completely false allegation. Like they come like completely fabricated a scenario that never happened. Like I was sitting there going, the guy would not even look at me. This is one of the black box security guards that was at the wedding. And he's sitting up there and he's just saying, yeah, you know, we've uh, been, we've been monitoring his Instagram. Cause they were trying to make me out to be like this stalker. And I was like, anyways, you know, we've been monitoring his Instagram and he, and we've told him numerous times not to come to the house. Uh, the day before I saw him, I was in my pickup truck. I videoed it. He come off, off the hiking trail and I called him over to the truck and told him, Hey, look, not to come to the property. Completely lie. Right. Never happened. Well, they have to make themselves look good. But I, it just, it was, it made a lot of things clear to me. I was like, wow, you know, because I always felt the security was like there to, um, not to protect her, but to protect the lie, right. whatever that is, you know, at the, right. At the whatever line. it is that they're hiding. Yeah. Whatever they're hiding. And, um, <clears throat> I just feel like it's so, it's just a few people like, you know, I'll, I'll say it, Kate Hudson, this guy that's supposedly her friend and manager for the last 15 years. Like he's very toxic. Um, I feel like he's almost like the Sam Lefty part too, you know, oh, and he's wow. taking advantage of her and, uh, she, for some reason, trust him but in all these videos, even in, in the TMZ video from uh, Vegas with the basketball player, he's all like hugging her and he's always just touching her in a weird way where I'm like, and Sam's right there and I'm, and uh, I'm just always like, this, like, this is not your wife. Why do you touch her? Why do you so always up on her in a weird way? And uh, it's almost like we get more, more footage of you and her touching each other than her and Sam touching each other. And so, and then, like I said, some of the things I saw in Vegas just makes me think that they're part of con continuing the mental health in a bad way because if she had really good people around her she would be healing and and just having more of a healthy lifestyle would be involved with her kids more right and there wouldn't be these opportunities for k-fed and the family to say she's on meth or not on meth or whatever they're trying to say right. supposedly she's already supposedly been offered to be put back in the conservatorship and she'll be allowed to see her kids. So I heard that's something that's already been like presented to her. It's like, so I feel like they're trying to almost blackmail her a little bit. They've always used her kids to blackmail her. I feel like in the media, first... negative media to try to coerce her into like something controlled scenario to 
So I don't know what's gonna happen, you know. Um, I just know that the people around her are unhealthy for her. Right. And and there's only a couple. And then everything we see from her doesn't match uh, you know, what we would like to see. Right. And so let's rewind it back real quick. So you got sent home after you guys got married. Yeah. And after that, when was the last, the next time that you saw her or had communication with her? Because you said I that saw after her she came Kevin out- Federline in Kentwood at the Sonic for my good friend, Corey Butler. He passed away, drug overdose. Mm. And he was like 20 something. Rest in peace, Corey. Um, yeah. Brittany and Corey were close, mm-hmm. you know, like but she was supposedly a virgin. Right. <laughs> And, uh, you know, a couple, you know, so anyways, so like, I felt like she should have been at Corey's funeral, but her mom was there, but she wasn't, but I, I was, you know, Kentwood small Sonic's like the only place to eat. And it's like, everyone makes the Sonic loop, you know, mm-hmm. like drives around town. And yeah. That's the thing to do. And they'll park. The kids out here do that. Yeah. <laughs> and sit on the tail. It's the same yeah. thing they do out here. Yeah. And so I. Pulled up next to her, and I'm like, holy shit, there she is. So I got out and talked to her there then, and it was Kevin just sitting there, like, you know, scared to death. He's a pussy. He's a pussy. And, yeah. I mean, I was probably this size or bigger then. I was playing football, so, like, he was just, like, <clears throat> you know, I made sure I went up to the window kind of. Like, <laughs> flex on him. Flex on him a little <laughs> bit, you know, but, like, that was the last time was I saw her. Was he cordial and nice to you? He least? didn't say anything. He just kept looking straight. Wow. Yeah, but then after that, I moved to L.A., um, at, when you at, saw her, what'd you say? Like, hey, I was just like, hey, why, why aren't you at Corey's funeral? You know, and she was like, uh, she said some something. I don't know. It wasn't. It was very quick. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, it's good seeing you. You know, and it was just kind of really awkward. And I just got my car and rolled out. But <clears throat> that was like that was it, you know. And then I seen her when I moved to L.A. Like a year later, um, football kind of ended for me, and I didn't have didn't really have any plans on what I was going to do with my life and my buddy. What made you want to go to LA? We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, this was like two years after um, the wedding. Yeah. And so 2006, a buddy of mine, um, he's really, uh, 
he's a drummer and he's in, he was in like a, a couple of bands and he had to, he wanted to be in the music industry so his family's a rich and his dad's a doctor and like anyway he was like I got a place already picked out you just got to come with me yeah and I was like sweet and I think I had just made like a you know like a a little money so you know I was working and then I got paid from my first interview ever that I ever did for Britney thing because for two years I wasn't really able to capitalize off of it because of some of the contracts I signed and then do you ever feel bad for capitalizing off of your guys' relationship only because um, because my life was so different afterwards and the way that they exiled me from the situation, I always felt like, you know, I should have been able to use that since it did change my life and it is part of my life. And like, when you say change your life, you mean like in a bad way? Um, it just made, I was just in the public eye. So, right. you know, ever since then, like I've been in the public eye, like I, I got married and like the news, I don't even know how the news found out about it, you yeah. know, but they print it. And so, so I just come to realize that that was going to be something common, you know, and I was also thinking, why not go to Hollywood and see if there's any opportunities? And I felt, um, I felt, um, what's the word? I just felt like, I was up, it was like me against Britney's brand, not Britney ever, right. but it was like, oh, you guys, I wasn't good enough or whatever, so I'm gonna go to Hollywood and just put myself in the middle of you guys and just show you that I'm not going away. Right. You can't just sweep me under the rug, because like, <clears throat> they you, made me feel like I wasn't worthy, you know? Right. And uh, so uh, I did that, I took the opportunity and, and, and it was awesome. Like, and so when I moved there, I moved into the Archstone, this is the apartment complex in North Hollywood, where Ashley Simpson and all these people lived, you know, like, <clears throat> and uh, anyways, like, I found out seeing her dad there. Her dad lived in the apartment complex. I'm like, how do I move to right. across the country and end up living in the same apartment complex? So I started seeing him, and she lived not far away off Mulholland Drive, and so I, I actually passed her all the time, you know, because paparazzi used to park up there, and it was really wild. And so it was just, like, random stuff like that. I went to her concert at the Staples Center and like saw her in person like she didn't see me but like you know so just like that's the kind of way I, I saw her but it wasn't mm -hmm. never her formal. reaching out right and she 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 kept in touch you know throughout the years like she starts like so after 2004 we talked probably for a few months and then that ended and then she started calling again in like 2009 and so we talked for like a year and then that ended and then when she, she calls what does she say like Back then, it was uh, really interesting because the inter there was no social media still, like the Instagram and stuff. So yeah. it was just like I was. We only just, had like Facebook and like MySpace. yeah, Facebook and stuff like that. So it was like I didn't have a lot to go off of, but she would just tell me just random stories, like oh, this guy in my neighborhood trying to date me or something. And I think she just wanted someone to talk to. Just wanted a friend. And so I just was an ear, you know, but I've always had these feelings and I guess I was kind of selfish about it too. Even, you know, even up till recently, because I always thought we would end up back together, you know, somewhere. Does a party you still love her and no disrespect? I do still love her. And, um, but it's different now, you know, yeah. and God's, God's given me a, a beautiful wife and like, mm, yeah. uh, she resembles a, Brittany actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she it's does. not really, you know, to be, I could say maybe physically, but um, completely different person, yeah. personality. And uh, she's helped me. Uh, we were friends, you know, she's helped me a lot. So she knows a lot of the story and everything. But, yeah. you know, when, when it changed, I'll tell you when it changed. When I got her, when I went to the wedding, 
and it was like, oh, you know, that's what you do. You crash the wedding. You're getting married to a guy. So, okay, let's, let's, just, let's, let's, uh, you know, zone in on this for a second because he says it so nonchalantly. He's like, you know, you're, you you crash the wedding, <laughs> but it's not just anybody's wedding. It's Britney Spears wedding, you know? So were you guys talking right before Britney? We were. And okay. so it was also, it was like two most years. Pe- We've been talking for two years. Because most people think that you're just this ex-boyfriend who came out of nowhere, yeah. who has no communication with her and decided to crash her yeah, wedding you know, you because of the media. Yeah, you can't everyone, but like she started calling me in 2020, you know, because I guess she just got released from this uh 5150 thing that she was in it was april right. 2020 everyone i mean it all lines up on the timeline and it she got out and i guess you know after 30 90 days and whatever this thing was she she must have had some thoughts about me because she reached out to me you know i'm just like it was very strange because it'd been 10 years like right. literally i had literally put it i was like i'm done with britney and i was living my life i had a son and it was like you know in another relationship and i just started like working you know doing what i do and so i wasn't even in the media you know, right at all <clears throat> at all yeah you had gone years. away for a while like and so i was you. done with it and when she started reaching out again the the free britney movement had kind of got big and i it was just it was just all these different things happened really quick i got this email to do a documentary thing and then i ended up at the free britney rally and that kind of put me back in the media a little bit but we never stopped talking from that April all the way until two weeks ago like you know like I said there's been a did few she help months. you when you were in your ad- addiction or did she know anything about absolutely. it absolutely yeah. I mean I think that's why she felt a lot she like we were talking about it it's like probably why the people around her felt comfortable to let her talk to me because I was in such a low place they didn't really feel threatened by me mm-hmm. and they felt like probably that's a way to uh <clears throat> keep her preoccupied yeah exactly and and then they never thought that I would go as far as coming to California and, and going to the house and like calling things out does she have to call you from burner phones or is it like so like if she's being monitored so yeah. much like how does she even have it's always a, a burner number it's always a burner number it's either an android or an iphone without an icloud because right. the texts are always green uh and it's just uh it's always uh it used to be whatsapp and then <clears throat> you know then it, there's always these 805 numbers they're just like obviously she gave it to me a few weeks ago, I was texting her for a couple of days until uh, I, I started texting her and she wasn't responding and I started kind of hitting her with some hard text and then she finally just... When you say hard text, what do you mean? Well, I was just like, so you told me you're, you have this health issue, but I see you on a yacht in Mexico with all these guys and you look like you're, dan- you're on the table and doing Sam slapping you. I'm just like, cool. I was like, so what's the truth? And she, And then, so I was just like, to asking her, so, you know, if you're really sick, you know, you had me worried. Yeah, like, how are you doing well, How this? are you at? She's like, well, what makes you think that's current? And I was like, okay. But then I'm like, the photos are current, you know, like the, you, you look it up. The photos were taken, you know, on the date that they said they were taken. So then I started saying things like, well, you remember Vegas when so-and-so came up to our room and, and I walked in on certain things. And like I said, I feel, I feel like that's happening with you right now. And she texts back and was like, that's, that's crazy or something. And I was like, a text. When you say walked in on certain things, you feel like she's being like controlled or manipulated or sexually like in an orgy. Did you walk in on her having an orgy in Vegas? Yeah. Wow. So 
with can we so, say like, who I we can beat asleep. the names like, we, out like I fell asleep like the story is just like you know sorry Brittany but I fell asleep and woke <laughs> up and she wasn't there I was like what? so you know she had two suites and we were in our suite and then there was the MTV real real world suite yeah that, everybody where the dancers saying. and mm-hmm. everyone for her toxic tour was staying in like so I woke up, she's not here, and went up there, and I walked in, it was like all the dance, like everyone that was in that suite, they were all just kind of doing their thing, and I'm like, you know, this was, you know, um, once once I saw her, you know, I got, she came with me, but it was just Who like. Who was she having an orgy with, her dancers? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. and like, you know, other people that I don't even Girls remember. and guys? Yeah, gay guys, you know, it was the, like, that was what was odd to me, is because it was like. You're hooking up with a gay guy. So that's what made me say, is that the same thing that's happening right now? Because she told me Cade's bisexual. And so I'm like, oh, is that what y'all are doing, is taking drugs and doing orgies and stuff? And then so she changed her number on me, and I was just like, well, that was random. Mm-hmm. So um, I like guess you don't have these health issues that you told me about. But it just that's the kind of lies I'm talking about that don't make sense, you know? I don't know right. why she would say those things. but uh, And you haven't talked to her since then? No, I have some missed calls from a private number, you know, and it's always usually her that calls me from a private number. I have no other, never phone never gets a private call from anybody else. Right. But uh, it's only, you know, she's called twice since then, and but I don't know, I'll, I'll probably get a call after this podcast. <laughs> Hi, Brittany, if you're watching, we love you. <laughs> um, So let's circle back to the wedding. You had been talking to her for two years prior to that. The morning of the wedding, you just wake up and you're like, I'm not going to let this fucking go down. Because first of all, where did Sam even come from? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, like exactly. 100%. The dude, is a, he's a, you know, he's a prop in the game, you know. So, exactly. And how does he get in the circle when it's so tight? And so. I saw it, you running around the house. And, I mean, you ran around the house a oh, good I went while. Everywhere. I went to her room. It was locked. And she, But she was nowhere there. Like, Unless she was in the room, the only time that made me think that maybe she was there was when I was actually tackled at the end of it all. I was laying on the ground like they were giving me water because I was exhausted. It was hot that day. And everyone... That <laughs> were you was, sober? Oh, yeah. Completely okay. sober. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so everyone around, um, I was looking at... They were uh, all around the top. I was like on the ground. How handcuffed. nice of them, though, to tackle you and give you water. <laughs> oh, No. Right now? No, no, no. I said, how nice of them to tackle oh, you no, and give I, you water. I, that's what I thought. I was like, the security <laughs> like, that's guard. That's nice. I was like, can I get some water? And the security guard went and got it. And I'm like tied up like this. And they're like pouring it in my mouth. <laughs> and they all go, and they look at the window. And I'm like, as soon as I turned around, there was no one there. And I was like, was that Brittany? And no one said anything. But, um, I, you know, I think it was. I never saw her. I saw Sam and I saw Kate. What did Sam do when he saw you? Uh. Well, I was in the back of the cop car at that time, and the windows were tinted, so I mean, he, I don't think he knew I was back there. Right. I, I watched him walk around. I just got his body language, and just was like, he's a bozo. He's a straight bozo. <laughs> she has a type. Yeah, yeah he, you know, I mean, besides you. As long as you. he doesn't move, as <laughs> long as he doesn't say anything, I guess, maybe. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. What, uh, Aqua Gia, you know, maybe? A <laughs> jupe. You know, he, either way, like... We pray for Sam, you know, because he's probably in over his head. You know, they're taking advantage of his ignorance and uh, not to say that. Well, they're saying that Sam's married to his sister, who, who pretends to be well, his we've sister. Said some weird, we've said that there's some looks kind of, I think Sam's gay. Right. And Brittany and I have talked about it. A lot of people think he's gay. Mm-hmm. There's people that know gay people. And I'm going to tell you what, I know gay people because every gay person in Hollywood tried to fuck me. Like, right. I'm just like, that's just, they love me. No, that's how they are. <laughs> And, uh, they love alpha males. They love it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, they love what they can't have. And I just, but I was always really fun, you know, so I wasn't 
Did you ever like give in to any, tem- about any temptation? No, but I was like, man, if I was gay, I would have never had some of the financial issues that I've had. <laughs> I was like, I would have been like, sugar You could be daddy. gay for pay. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, I no. couldn't do it, you know, but, um, you know, but, it, uh, you know, I, I got in, what really, what really, uh, financed my Hollywood life was like, I found medical marijuana. Like I didn't know anything about it from Louisiana. When I moved there, uh, my friends schooled me about the doctor and how the prescription worked and how all that worked. And then we ended up starting a delivery service legal, you know, me and my buddy. And we were like one of the first ones in, in LA. And so I got into working with the dispensaries and then eventually growing it and then extracting it. So it was a whole underground world before it was legal in 2016. It really cash flowed my whole, you know, life basically. Yeah. And so it, it allowed me to have a life in, in, in the expensive, you know, city of LA at the time in Hollywood and go out to the clubs and be able to like hang out and be in that world. But, uh, you know, I was, I was just, so the I, morning of the wedding, the morning of the wedding, my friend Rebecca here, now wife at the time, yeah. she's my friend. So you you were involved during this time. Yeah. You guys had met. So let's okay, let's t- circle back. When did you and Rebecca meet? Rebecca, you want to come on the couch, baby? Come on in. <laughs> this is Miss Mrs. Jason Alexander. Yeah. So Rebecca and I were, and what I was saying when the change happened was when I got arrested and went to jail and everything like. uh spiritually things changed you know because of my faith and stuff but like at the time we were just friends and so they were helping me through the process a lot like she's spoken to Brittany also you know many times and uh, was Brittany happy when you got married yeah she she seemed to really like she seemed to be cool with it right (laughs) how do you feel yeah we talked do you feel like she was happy that you guys got married or that you were in his life yeah I think so I think that um it, it's been interesting because I talked to her last year and um, the conversation was more genuine. We, I met him and then we went to Huntington Beach where I have some friends. And You uh, met him in when? What year? Uh, July 2020. Okay. And um, then we, so we were in Huntington Beach with some of my friends and uh, we were having these conversations with Brittany during that time and it was really normal and um for the situation and then it changed after we tried to go see her and like we're texting and i instantly knew that's not britney texting and i i could discern it and uh i take the phone from him and i go i just start texting and i i want i was provoking it out whoever this was and finally they go oh my rings on her finger bro yeah and i was like that was the first time this is ridiculous so you think that was sam yeah it was sam or somebody around her trying to be funny so do you guys when you guys talk to her you guys actually have phone conversations with her too so that you know that it's her and it's not somebody just playing a joke on you okay one thousand percent because you know how people are these days no i know and and that's okay for them people because you can't you know like like you said you're gonna have people that are gonna just question everything which but because uh, it for me, it was uh, it was difficult for me because I even like in my head, you know, a lot of times was like, what's really going on? Because that's why I started having only phone call conversations because the text got so weird, discombobulated. It was just didn't add up. And so 
And they sound the text would like go back and forth where if you got too into like something that was serious or real information that wasn't just talking about, you know, simple things, it'd instantly be this like more intense text that was like clearly somebody around her wants to make sure that this stays a contained situation. They don't so like it's logic. Like they, allow they don't her? like logic. They don't like critical thinking. Right. They don't like somebody that's gonna like point out the obvious and they just wanna keep her in this state of like Control. You're Britney Spears, you're a pop star, you, you could, you know, take yeah. the back exit and just like this is how you live when you're this type of person and just keep her in this weird, uh, dumbed down mindset when when I talk to her you know, I have just normal conversations like, hey, so when's the last time have you talked to your sons? You know, like, why are they not, why have you talked to them? What do you think about these different stories and, and allegations and just kind of keeping it normal? And they don't like that because it's like, obviously. It makes her think. Makes her think. And she's, you know, she's less, I, I don't know. I'm not in the, in the, I'm not a fly on the wall right now, so I can only imagine like what's actually how it's all actually you know working on the inside but so you think that they actually allow her to speak to you guys yeah and i think they do it to track us as well and just to make sure that we're well that was a big reason for us to do this podcast is because you know like on my social media and hers like we don't we're not we're like really private people so we don't really post a lot of stuff and we haven't since we've been married and like it has been a lot of games, mm-hmm. and like she said, it's, and that's kind of why I feel like it's uh, <clears throat> so um, important for me to talk and say, you know, my side of the story, or just like put myself out there a little bit, because for one, for her safety, if she is, you know, using these drugs that could possibly hurt her, or if she's having health issues, or these people around her are taking advantage of her, or whatever, because. You know, her dad got removed from the situation, and we all thought things were going to be better, you know? and like, Do you still, think he's fully removed, though? I don't know, but either way, he's been like a fall guy, you know, right. like to kind of take all the rap. But she's still missing a lot of money. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things that they're, that they're using these distractions to keep from focusing on, like, hey, where's, like, like $600 million, you know? Like, Jeez. Brittany has been in a conservatorship. She can't spend her money. Why is she only, like, why is she... I'm going to run out of money. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's only worth 50 or $60 million. Like that, this doesn't, when you look at the, the, you know, finances and everything. And I think, uh, it's corrupt. There's this documentary I posted on my Instagram. It's called slave princess. And, Mm -hmm. um, it really goes into the depth of the corruption and, you know, not just with Britney, but Hollywood in general. And a lot of people that get in these contracts and around these certain people, um, you know, it, it gets it gets really deep. And so Do you think she's involved in the Illuminati? Well, the Illuminati's for real. It's uh, definitely a real thing, but it's not like it's not like so conspiratorial, you know, it's just like there is a banking system, there are, you know, trilateral companies. Oh yeah, the Rockefellers and, and the, all these families. Yeah. So like and Hollywood was, you know, like Hollywood was uh, is the holly tree, which is what which is wands are made of the the wood from a holly tree. That's mm-hmm. just like the story. And so Hollywood is this uh, fabricated reality that actors and and musicians are a part of, and sometimes they know it, sometimes they don't. And I don't think Britney actively like is enrolled like Jay Z is, or like right. you know like some of these other people. 
but um you know because when you start talking like that oh you're conspiracy theorists and all this stuff but she's definitely being handled you know yeah. in a certain level and i mean uh, nobody can can deny that can exactly At so all. and and then and then the interesting thing is is like with all the media like i reached out to this daphne lady who did the daily mail article and like they never mentioned me in this article and it's just like you know for the one person she's been talking to and like actually went to the wedding it's just like they really overlooked me for some reason and like they really want everyone to think that she is making bad choices and they want to put all the blame on her and I just don't feel that's the case I feel like she's a victim and that she needs to be have some compassion and she needs to have people around her that are loving and caring to help her but the ones that are around her now are just child's play Right. You know, for selfish personal gain. And uh, there's a lot of money moving around, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you you, you and Jelly get a taste of it. Like, this, just like once you get to a certain level, like, you know, things, you know. We are people nowhere are near Britney's money. level. People make, you know, Britney. But I we know, are like but poor people compared to Britney. <laughs> but like, for instance, uh, just as simple as, a, as an assistant or like, a, yeah, or someone sure. like a hairstylist, you know, people are making 80, 100 grand a year that's on the low end and then you have people like lawyers that are making a couple hundred million dollars a year off of it it's just like it just keeps going and going do you ever feel that you talking to the media jeopardizes her being able to get away um you know i don't i you know because uh the way they have characterized me in the media and they've used the media as a weapon against me i feel like it's my only way to kind of like combat that is by putting myself out there a little bit because I haven't really put myself out there a whole lot intentionally like besides the media just taking something and putting right it making you look crazy <laughs> you know so this is like me just saying you know the truth and the story from my perspective and like uh that and, way and guys I just want to I just no. want to interject really quick um because my 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 uh, followers know how I am. I'm a huge energy person. So I just want you guys to know I'm sitting across from him and his wife right now and their energy is so good and just so sweet and relaxed and calm. And it's not anything that you would ever read about. Yeah, not at all. Like hundred percent real. I mean, even his mannerisms when he's telling these stories, you can usually tell when somebody's lying and it just seems like you're really just telling your truth. You got a very strong gift and discernment. I do too. And I, when I feel anxiety, I feel other people's stuff. Same. So mm-hmm. like, and, and if it's not other people's, the circumstance itself, the witchcraft involved in it, I feel that anxiety. But um, that's just how you start to have a relationship with God. Like that's when you start understanding how he talks to you and how your emotions work and like things that I thought were me when I was not as rich in my faith I'm learning now is is me picking up on something else so now I could discern differently and make better decisions and you know accumulate my life to that and like really grow as a person and so that's where I'm at now so Thanks for recognizing that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got a question for you. And this is just, I'm sure this is just going to be inquiring minds. People are going to want to ask this. How does it make you feel, this, you know, that your husband is so set on helping Brittany? And like, you know, it's kind of like, it seems like you guys kind of share this passion though. So like, how does this whole situation make you feel as a wife, as a new wife? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I like... I like Brittany a lot, and when we talked as fr- like as friends, it was pretty normal. And you know, we talked. She, I knew she cared about him 
a lot and so that's important and there is that bond they have and that's also important so to me like I'm not intimidated by it um but at the level of pain in the situation is so intense like But that's uh that's that's a guy's no, She looks like she's about wife, to start you know? crying right now. I know. She, <laughs> but she picks up on it, you know. You can just feel all the hurt from yeah, her. Yeah. And it hurts you. Yeah. And we've spoken to a lot of people that do trafficking, like such mm-hmm. real trafficking situations. We went and watched the Sound of Freedom movie recently. That's more like child trafficking, but like mm-hmm. uh, the level of trafficking that it's happening to Britney basically is it's more professional, it's more elite and mm-hmm. uh she is a victim, like I said. So like I feel like it's important to talk about it and mm-hmm. um that's why this is I've never had like my ex my ex relationship, it caused a lot of problems because the, the she was very jealous. I guess, you know, what it just wasn't Insecure. easy. And I never I never was cheating on, I never had, it wasn't, it wasn't ever that disrespect for me. It was always like, just genuinely, like I have this history and it's never been closed and there's a reason for that. And I feel like that's where kind of my position is to kind of be a mouthpiece a little bit about it, to give some type of clarity. And the fact that she was my friend before and then she understood it. And then like once, like I said, once I went to jail and I was in jail that time for, uh, the trespassing, the wedding, um, I had a revelation, you know, it was like, look, God spoke to me in my dream and said, she's gonna, she's, 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 you have to move on. That's not, uh, that's not an option for you. But I didn't know how or what I just knew I was done chasing that idea that I'm going to be with Brittany after all these phone conversations we had. I just realized that that was kind of making me crazy a little bit. So you feel like you and Brittany have a twin flame journey. You guys kind of chose that journey for this life. Do you believe in stuff like that? Hmm. I believe I they like had a soul, like a, it was like karmic a, tie, a holy soul tie, soul tie mm-hmm. in a good way that was always pulling them out of dark pits. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of what I honor and recognize. Yeah. I think that's so sweet of you because most women would not be as mature about the situation. I mean, yeah. That's, so that's, that's a spiritual that deserves, maturity, emotional yeah. support. I never had that in my life, even from my mom. So it's new for me. And like, it's making me a better person too, because, cause I've, I'm like a lot, of, like I get angry, like not in a um, really angry way, but it comes on. I come like very, um, uh, righteous you know right and so i feel like there is righteous anger and it's okay to get angry about some things and mm-hmm. god's that god gives you know he wants you to stand up for yourself so for her she un, she understands that and doesn't take it personal and she talks me we could talk through it and 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 that makes it um that makes it really you know refreshing for us and yeah, for me absolutely but you know, it just when when we saw each other after I got out of jail, we saw each other again, and instantly I knew something was different. And uh, yeah, it, it happened really quick. And uh, you know, we started you know getting intimate. And I never thought I would be married because of my trauma with my family getting divorced. And I was always scared of just getting married. I just and I didn't. I just thought it was kind of religious too. Like I'm not getting married. It's kind of like that's church stuff. If I'm loyal to you, you know, I'm loyal to you, and like, <laughs> like this weird thing. And so, like with her, she was really adamant about like we're, if we're gonna be together, you know, that's a spiritual tie. 
and it's something that you need that we that I want to do if we're going to move forward. And I was well, she like, deserves that. I was like, I honored that. So I said, there's a lot of peace in marriage, like you know, as as teammates when you work together, and you're hand in hand, and you know, you have that extra bond. That's kind of like whatever the fuck you're doing, whatever the fuck I'm doing we're still t- together and nothing's yeah. going to break that kind of thing. I love that. When's your birthday? December. December what? 11th. You're a Sagittarius. When's your birthday? Jason? I'm a Libra. October 16th. Oh yeah. Air, that's me and Jay. Uh, f- fire and air. I'm sa- I'm Aquarius <laughs> and he's Sag. He's a December 4th. So wow. air fuels the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it does Zodiac. I'm not super into it, but it's always accurate for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it explains me to a T I when I read them. Go like, figure you marry another Sagittarius, by the way. <laughs> and that wasn't that, you know. That <laughs> Brittany's just, a Sagittarius, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I think her birthday is the second because. Yeah, it does. I was talking to her makeup artist and kind of helped set up this thing where, and she ended up calling on her birthday. This year, and, yeah. uh, Last year. December. Before we were married. And it just, it's never bothered me. So yeah. I think the biggest thing is that all the bullshit is gone. And that people like Cade, Hudson, Maxie, uh, Sam, you know, all the people behind the scenes that you know that like this is not a game. And, like, there's no fear. And you need to quit the shit. You know, I've talked to her. I said, God's going to get you the fuck out of there. Like, she's in a shithole. Like, you get so emotional when you talk about it. I think that's so sweet because, you know, you're his wife and you're here crying over his ex-wife, you know. And that means a lot. That that just shows that you want to help her. It's compassion. It's not around her. Like, her mom should actually be... Fighting yeah. harder. Let's talk know? about our family. So, VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Lynn has been a complete letdown. Yeah. Jamie has been a Jamie Lynn has yep. been a complete letdown. Like all her friends. Like I went home recently, okay, and I reached yeah. out to her friends, Jansen, these these people that I went to school mm. with. And they're all just hands off. They don't want to they don't want their name in the media. They don't want the attention or whatever side effect that's gonna come from like speaking up. And they just, you know, they they're really um fearful. And yeah. her mom even said to us was like, um, 
Yeah, Brittany just needs to be scared so bad where she'll, you know, make the right decision to get out or Her something. Her mom has said that? That's what she said. What exactly did she say? She yeah, said we saw her at the post office in November, and last November, and she was scared at first, and then she realized, okay, we're normal. <laughs> And then just that's how she's I was. Like obs- <laughs> but I, get I was that. scared too. <laughs> I, get I asked Haley today. I was like, "How are they? <laughs> are they okay?" And yeah. Haley's like, "They're amazing." I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. I knew it was gonna be like that, but that's how it always is because, like, when you don't know, all you see is what you see, and right. it definitely does throw a curveball at people. So, but anyway. when you saw her mom, yeah. what happened? Yeah, she was just. She seemed just so fearful i'm like where is the fear coming from like i don't care if you got blackmailed five times like this and this you did this or that like just you know stop stop being afraid like that's some bullshit like and that's how this whole situation happened you know right and so she said to you guys when you guys were at the post office that she was britney needs to just kind of comply yeah she was kind of timid and i started pressing for you know well have you talked to sam like how much, she said she's talked to him only for like 15 minutes on the phone I'm like okay and then like just questions like when was the last time you saw her like something about she couldn't get into the rehab facility in 2019 uh, so they've been blocking said, everybody from seeing her even her mom she just recently went to LA and had to go to Cade's house to try to set up a meeting with Brittany that uh, lasted two and a half hours you know and then so Brittany talking bad about her mom on social media, do you think that's her? I, I think that's Maxie or mm. Cade or the people that are pushing the narrative for her media. And I think she's done with that. And Brittany's not. I don't think she's, it's her. She's, she's, for whatever reason, not saying anything, but she has nothing to do with the social media. Right. And if, if, yeah, you had said that, but I was just making sure I wanted yeah, to yeah. clarify for everybody at home that's listening. And uh, Maxie, for people that don't know, is Sam's good friend who's, uh, uh, I don't know if he's transgender or whatever he is, but he is uh, responsible for getting Sam the gig on the Slumber Party video mm-hmm. and set that whole meeting up. So... Um, do you think the wedding was real? Cause there's so many conspiracies going around about her being photoshopped in or like a body double. There were definitely photoshops and she admitted some of that in the conversation when we all three talked probably in April and we had a conversation. It was like, I could tell him like, well, you guys are playing games, so I'm going to play games back. And, um, it's like, who's sitting there like Kate is sitting there with you or like what's really going on and you know before all this happened she was more normal so that's how I know her voice sounds more forced uh she's definitely not as relaxed in our conversations now and um you just can't you they get cut off and she just like you know the phone just goes dead in the middle of a conversation and then you don't hear from her for a month and then all of a sudden she'll call and so do you yeah. think the wedding was real? I think it was. Um, I think so. I think I don't know if she was actually there or not. Like I don't know, but, <laughs> but I think I think it's real for the like not like she wanted to be. Just like that was like an option they gave her, right? And they gave her this like script and said this is how it's gonna go. And she had some feelings for Sam maybe, or she was like, oh, he's cute. Oh, yeah, that could work. And like she goes with these like ideas that they put at her and they say, it's going to be funny. It's going to be great. You just say, you know, and it'll be a way to 
puts you out. I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm just assuming, you know, right. from experience and what I discern. So this will paint a picture. It was probably a contract where it's like, hey, it's going to last two years. That's why you're hearing about they're having trouble now. Maybe now he's going to exit, you know, and then, you know, I don't know what the next plan is. Her dad. Do you think her dad is a good guy or do you think he's not? Because I feel like the media portrays him as a monster now after the conservatorship and stuff like that. But do you feel like he's just really trying to protect her? He's a dumbo. Like the, the <laughs> brains behind the operation is Lou Taylor. And she's the one coerced uh, Jamie into the conservatorship. And like she's the 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 one that's really, uh, you know, known in Hollywood for trying to do this to other people. She tried to have Lindsay Lohan put in the conservatorship. To Lindsay get. had to move to Dubai. To get away from Kanye, everybody. you know, Jeez. I mean, uh, Kanye is, you know, was talking about moving to another state or had to change residence so that they couldn't do that to him, you know, and uh, that's definitely a, a strategy Hollywood uses. And um, Britney's probably like the M.O. for that now, you know, but uh, I don't think he's that smart. But uh, if anything, I feel like he was controlling some of the like, even though it was overkill. He was keeping her out of a lot of uh, toxic situations, like the one, like the one I saw her in in Vegas. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. that. She, he, they knew that stuff was going on. I promise you. Like that was just my quick little glimpse into the window. Right. So just imagine, like, uh, like the if I were to, see, you know, more. Like, right. What, so that was just a weekend. <laughs> exactly. And so the dad is, and mom both, you know, and I think the mom's probably guilty of some things too. I know the brother's guilty of some things. He's blackmailed. He's the one getting us drugs, and I like, you know, just like. So. What's your got, thoughts on Jamie Lynn? she's just she's just naive she's just you know she's just she grew up really young and like Lou still manages her her whole life revolves in the shadow of Britney you could tell when she did that show on ABC she was really insecure and cried about it like so and that goes to show you that the mom and dad are horrible people because they're not giving the 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 kids the compassion and love that you're supposed to get you know and that they're like show showbiz parents yeah, exactly. And so... Um, kind of that fake religious stuff. Like yeah. when I talk to her, she's like, well, we just need to pray for her. And it's like, well, that's not going to do like yeah, shit. Like, yeah, her. pray for her, but also like God's inside of you. So like go do something. I mean, I'm glad Say she did something. go try to see Brittany, but her friends are like hypocrites. Like she has this one friend, Jansen, who just does nothing it's like what are you doing like speak out like and then her laura lynn her cousin and courtney seems nice they're all okay they're nice but what does that do there's nice and then there's strong powerful let's get things going and if more people were like that this situation would not be a standstill yeah exactly so in a perfect world what would you guys hope to accomplish like the next time Brittany calls you like what do you guys want to do are you guys going to keep playing the ring around the rosy are you guys going to actually like try to help pull the trigger on getting her out and like well if you do get her out what's the plan then i will i think and it's you know she she's been um she grew up in this you know even in the mickey mouse club you know so uh she's used to this man like people telling her what to do Mm -hmm. and uh so she has free will at the end of the day i just i just want to give her the option if she does you know Mm -hmm. uh 
feel like she needs somebody or, or she wants to get out of it, that she has people that, that can she can rely on, you know? So you feel like she does have free will? You don't feel like she's being controlled right now? It's like part, it's, she has to, I think she's just got to get so fed up that she doesn't, stand, the issue she has is to the drugs. Like, okay, maybe like drugs, but at the same time, you can't do drugs around certain people who are also just you don't know their full motives and just because you see them when they come to your house doesn't mean that they're the same way away from you Mm -hmm. like just because paris and Cade like talk to you all nice when you're on the phone and like when you go out sometimes like doesn't mean that they talk about you the same way away from you and there are political connections there's so many connections and it's the money money motivated i get it we need money to live but at that point you know it's too it's just not she's got to come to that point where she doesn't she has to stand take up for the drugs she's got to stand up for herself mm-hmm. you know like like so you think Tina Britney, Turner, right? Right. I mean, she came to the point where she's like, I had enough. She took off running and she said, fuck this shit. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? And like, so you think of Britney? Fuck. But I think that kind of happened when I was in jail and her car broke down on the interstate. I don't know if you remember that coming out. but She, mm-hmm. she was alone and the car broke down and she got into uh, someone, someone's car. They didn't even realize who it was at first. And if you read the article, she didn't even call Sam. They called who did they call? Just the police. The Some, police. Somebody she was in the car with. And so, yeah, someone that she was in the car called the police. She didn't, Brittany didn't even call Sam. I don't know if, she, I felt like that was her trying to escape or get away then because it was like she was alone. It was after, I, you know, the wedding thing and all that happened. And to see the media, like, play out in jail, like, I, the, like her lawyer, um, Rosengart, went on TMZ and he stood in front of the Ventura County Police Department uh, building and was like we're gonna prosecute to the fullest and and i saw that from inside jail on tmz and i'm like this is crazy and then then i go to court and i find out the district attorneys are filing the, the charges not rosengart so it wasn't like that was our a, a show pony and then then i then i see sam uh, then i see me on good morning america where they talk about her ex-husband crashes the wedding and this and that and then the next day it's sam in this like formal interview that never got asked about the situation. And it was just like his career and how being married to Britney's helped his career. And I'm just like, all these. And then I read my discovery packet and Cade is in there, you know, lying to the investigators uh, that Britney had said to, to, to him when I came there that she was concerned and scared, which when I asked Britney about that recently after I, the first or second time I talked to her after, you know, I was released from jail, she said I had nothing to do with that. So I was like, well, he said that. So this is, you know, he lied. So And one of her former makeup artists also said that she she didn't have any legal say so with that. So with all of that in mind, for her to get out, it would take her being desperate and not willing to go with the party anymore. And we also told her we we have someone who can get you out in 24 hours and they go they can go above the Ventura police who are connected to her husband this whole thing with the Ventura police there you have Abbas Paymard mm-hmm. you know and he supposedly there's Maddie Paymard who's Maddie Asgari and then we're just supposed to like believe that these 
Kim Kardashian wannabes, which there's nothing wrong with Kim Kardashian. And we love there's Kim. nothing wrong with wanting to look like her. Like, she's mm-hmm. beautiful, but at the same time, the context is a little off with, like, so being Sam her has relatives in the Ventura Police Department. Sheriff Department, yeah. Okay. And so we feel there's connections there and that they were, they were um, exploited in the case with me trespassing and the way they held me and on these felony charges with high bail and uh, just the way that whole process played out. So, because I had also um, years before when her dad was involved still, like in 2010, I did the same thing. I went to her house, me and my cousin, and we snuck in the, the, the neighborhood, like the same type of private gated type community, got right up to the driveway and like, three SUVs pull up the last one stops and they recognize we were out of you know place and we're like what are y'all doing and I told them hey, I'm going to my uncle Jamie's house up here and they're like radio hey Jamie we got somebody and I was like Jason Alexander and Lynn and Jamie came out to the sidewalk and we talked and they were like you know yelling at me what are you doing here and they were just like don't you ever come here again I was like Brittany's been calling me and I she like I want to see her and they were like you're not going to see her. You're, you got to go. We're going to call the police next time. And they had me escorted out. And then no, it was nothing ever happened. No, the media, no one even knew. Right. But then this time, you know, like <clears throat> it was handled way differently. Well, you were live also, weren't you? I did go live, but <laughs> yeah. I was scared. It was very, it was an intimidating situation because of the, uh, you know, me and her spoke about her security having, you know, being armed once before. She was mm-hmm. already worried when we were talking about uh, meeting months before that she was like, it was always trying to find a time where either Sam wasn't there or if I came, you know, uninvited that she was worried their bodyguards might shoot me or something. And it just was like, what do you mean? You can't tell them guys like, hey, I know this guy, like, you know. And in the live, I don't know if it showed, but one of the security guards did pull his weapon out. He never actually pointed it at me, but um, he did pull it out, which uh, was kind of surprising to me. Um, And I just felt like the whole thing was really sketch, like, you know, from the people that were there that day. I did see body cam footage later on from my attorney of Cade, like, screaming at everybody and just really belittling the people that were there about how did how did this happen to the most, like, the biggest pop star in the world, you know? And he got, he's just, yeah. like, freaking, just freaking out, you know? Like, this, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, this guy is um, unstable. And I even saw him before they had tackled me. And I was like, hey, Kate, I saw, there's Kate. I mean, hey. And he looked at me and took off running. And so, (laughs) you know, it was just like no normal conversation happening. And it was just like uh, Brittany had no say-so. Right. When, well, that seems to be the going consensus that really she just has no control. No, no control. You guys think that she's being. Con- the, do you think that um, she's under the influence in the videos where she's twirling around and dancing nonstop? Though I think those are all like in, I don't know if any of those are current videos, mm-hmm. but the one in Vegas recently, the 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 people that were witnesses of that said she was speaking in that British accent, you know, kind of like she was in two thousand nine and stuff when she did down. her hair and shaved her head and all that, and so that's why I say, you know, um, the people around her are are not healthy and they're 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 just they're just. Um, 
fluffing her up in whatever way just for their own personal Padding their pockets. Yeah, whatever that looks like. And, you know, I don't know if she realizes or she even cares how her reputation looks because, you know, it seems like she just doesn't care. But it's a concern because you should care that everyone thinks you're dead or on drugs and that's how they've controlled you in the past and got Mm -hmm. you in the conservatorship, first of all. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just concerned because it's gotten worse since the conservatorship supposedly been over with. It hasn't gotten better. And like you would, you would just expect she got married. Okay. If Sam was uh, genuine and this whole thing was genuine, it just would not look this way. Right. You know, like it's like uh, a circus. Yeah, it's a, it's it's like you know, a freak show almost. What what fruit are you you know, the fruits of your labor? You know, it's just like, yeah, it's it, to me it's it's uh, hard to watch. Yeah, you know, it's, and concerning. It's brutal. But I don't point the blame at Brittany a hundred percent. You know, because I do know that there's a lot of other, you know, things at play that yeah. influence it. But absolutely. Well, I think what you guys are doing is admirable because it's pretty much you guys against the world. <laughs> it feels that way. You have a lot of fans, though. You have a lot of people who really support no, you. No, 100%. When they found out on TikTok that you were coming on the podcast, I mean, there was just so many people who so, were like... I've had so many people like, when are you going to do Bunny's podcast? Like, <laughs> like, how do you even know I was going to do it? First well, of all, I, I mistakenly left a comment somewhere. I forget what it was, but they were like, Jason needs to come on the podcast. I was like, he is. And oh, man, they <laughs> that, went That must have been because I started rampant. getting inboxes and they're like, when are you doing Bunny's podcast? Like, a lot of people, like, like she didn't speak about it, but she had a dream about Britney before I even told her my connection to Brittany. When I first met her, she didn't even know who I was. I never told her. Like I knew her for like a year or two, and she didn't even know who I was. And she didn't even keep up with Brittany, but she had this, she told me later on that she had this dream, and that's why they came to the gym that day, and then like, we met in the hot tub, and then she prayed for me and a lot of stuff. I was going through that's that. That's hot. Se- separation. Praying in the hot tub? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I like that. And yeah, that I, I didn't even, I was like, I don't want to go to the gym today, but I felt something like, that I should that morning and I was like, okay, whatever. And then I'm just sitting out there and I, I see him and I just, I looked over and I thought that guy's like, you know, you don't see many men like that. Like where I could look in his eyes and tell he was discerning and he wasn't like, you know, you could be, there could be hot guys, but they're just like, they don't have bad personalities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I could, he was different. I grew up in Vegas. Trust me. There's a lot of hot (laughs) dudes with no souls. Yeah. You know, exactly. You got a lot of, they don't have substance. Yeah. And I saw his tattoo and it was weird. Like I get dreams and, and visions of things before they happen sometimes. And I've never, I hadn't had any in the entertainment industry. And that night before I met him, I did have one. And it was about Britney being trapped. And I didn't even follow any of that. I wasn't like a fan. I liked her music. And um... Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So then I see his tattoo, so I just, we start talking about Hollywood, and I'm like, well, yeah, it's kind of weird. I had this dream about Britney Spears, and I never get things like that. And we talked more about it, and he never told me who he was at all. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let me not tell I'm like, her. Like, what are this? the odds that I have a dream? And I was then never I'm like just, that, And I didn't even know she was married, you know, before. Like, 
he's 10 years older than me so I just didn't follow that when it came out when did you guys end up getting married in March this year okay so March of 2023 yeah will you guys play a newlywed game with me in a little bit yeah. I think it would be sure. cute. Cute little ending I'm to this game. podcast. Yeah. What's married? Loosen it up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what is married life like now? Like, are you happy? Like, you guys made this decision, took the oh. plunge. Like, oh. talk to me about that. Because first year of marriage was brutal for Jelly and I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we made it to seven. Wow. You know what? Um, God is good. Yeah. And I think we, like, together with putting that first and, like, submitting to that like everything else kind of falls second but um for me it's all new because like i said i've never had someone that's uh so compassionate and spiritual and understanding as her soft soft and just can communicate really well Mm. and 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 so like that's super refreshing and then communication um, is huge in relationships people don't realize that but it is exactly and i like i said like i'm and i'm i'm kind of like I'm a, I forget easy, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm always like happy and stuff. So like in a lot of my older or my ex and stuff, we had these really like horrible fights and different things, and I never really could understand things. But it was it just, and I'd forget, and then it would be, and then and then like toxic cycle, toxic cycles, and just like uh, so, a lot of times thinking it was me, you know, and uh, when it probably wasn't half the time so well it takes two to tango it does that's why i said half the time (laughs) but you know like then with this and the way she's been with you know understanding my life with Brittany and and the way my you know kind of been in the media and like how it's it's affected me and 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 my mental health a little bit just yeah it's gotta be heavy anxiety type Mm -hmm. stuff and like picking up on people judging me and and that kind of like hurts sometimes you you know so that's been good and then um yeah it's we both have a lot in common you know so like she's super artistic and she uh paints and she writes music Mm -hmm. and like uh different sorry you're good um imagine that but uh is it a private number calling no no oh, I, I was gonna say that would have answered it 100 percent would have answered that would have been brilliant but, uh, yeah so i mean what I do you love about it. him rebecca he's he said nothing but wonderful things about you what do you let's give a rundown of him oh <laughs> no i i'm like it's pretty neat how it happened like just as his friend i never would have thought about that just because I don't know. I just never would have it thought. It was strictly about friendship. Like there was never a thought of intimacy in that kind of way. So when he came on to me, I was like, "Oh shit! Like, what are you doing?" Like, <laughs> and then he was like, "Okay," I can. and I'm like, "No, no, no!" Like, <laughs> You're like, "No, no, no! Please don't! No, no, no! Come here!" Come here. <laughs> I was like, "I can't pass that up." I love that. Well, let's play a newlywed game. I'm gonna ask you guys five questions. Mimi has a marker and some paper. What should we wager that you guys are going to win if whoever wins? You guys need to think of something that the other one has to do. Um, it could be sexual. It could be whatever. <laughs> I'm going to run and go pee real quick. So you guys think about that and we'll be right back once I. So we were just talking because we just had a it's this has been a two hour uh, podcast and I had to pee. My eyes were floating. But Jason was just f- uh, filling me in on. You're writing yeah. a book. Yeah, I've been writing a book like in the last six months. It's taken some time, but um I'm calling it out of the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. It's kind of Alice in Wonderland based, like themed or whatever. So, 
uh, and you know we did the chapters kind of cool and she's doing all the artwork and helping me write it but uh, it's basically encapsulating this conversation and more you know it's going to go into more detail uh, also with, is it uh, going to be reality or is it going to be fiction it's going to be reality because everything in it's true and uh, you know um, it's going to talk about me and my and fatherhood right and just because from like for me being a dad was really a great experience like because yeah. i was there for the whole process all the way up until you know a couple of years ago and i never talk about kids unless people want to talk about them because i just feel like everything well kids i are try well just because know? of the situation currently i try to stay away from it but um either way like it was awesome, and I and and I was nervous. And what I say is, is like it comes natural, like especially if you are in it to win it and you want to yeah. be a dad. And it's like it just comes natural, you know. And it's like that process is really cool. So I really look forward to that again, you know, in the future. Are you guys gonna have babies? Yeah, uh-huh. we're gonna have babies. Uh, <laughs> I have probably three and then adopt two. Yeah, so that's her idea. But I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to have. Can we get a surrogate? <laughs> like, I listen. I'm all for surrogates. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that too. It was like, Ooh. I was like, well, then I'm gonna have to implant the seed because I'm not doing like, it artificial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Like, I was you know, just joking with <laughs> So when do you think this book Damn. will be coming out? Um, you know, um, I'm not sure, but I know um, I was trying to kind of make it happen around around the same time Britney's came out you know just kind of do you think it's really her writing this book no but <laughs> you know it's still you know kind of and another thing I didn't talk about was like I read her mom's book and her sister's book a little bit writing this book and her mom mentioned me in her book and I was really upset with what she said just like talking about how she would never like be okay with Britney marrying me. She said it would be a curse on any of our daughters if Jason married them. But didn't her daughter get pregnant by like some yeah, weird creepy exactly. old dude? I was thinking I was nice to you, Lynn. Yeah, it was <laughs> not, the first time I'd ever heard it because the book's old, you know. It's, it was written a decade ago or something, I think, or something like that. Yeah, in like 2000. I never I read it, but till till recently, writing my book and. Uh, I was like, wow, that's really, that really hurts my feelings, you know, but <clears throat> she would say it because she always <laughs> loved me growing up. Yeah. Just had no, oh, hey, it sounds know? to me like they don't really have any loyalty to, they don't even have loyalty to each other. So why would exactly. they have loyalty to it's you? It's very shady and unfortunate. <clears throat> I guess that's what Catholics do. <laughs> yeah. Are her, are her and her dad still married, Jamie and the, and <sighs> Whatever you know is. what they've been split up since Brittany was a kid, but they maintain this weird like image that they were married. So no one really knows. I don't. I think now that the dad lives with the daughter with Jamie Lynn. Mm. Yeah. So um, mm. weird. Yeah, it's it's a complicated situation, but uh, well, he's well, he's not he hasn't been doing well like uh, health wise. You know, mm-hmm. he he's he's a druggie too. You know, like oh wow, I didn't know that. Well, you know, alcohol is a drug, but oh, but he's you know I've I've heard rumors you know recent yeah, rumors within the last couple of years that you know dibble and dabbling with some stuff, but it's terrible. That's why I say everyone needs to be drug tested. What's this see your drug screen, Kate? And I mean Sam and uh, whoever whoever's around, like even even K Fed, you're getting this forty thousand a month. Yeah. And are the kids getting any money put in a trust, or are you taking care of them instead of like work, talking about Brittany doing meth? Let's see your piss, you know. And I heard his wife's got a huge gambling problem, 
And they're getting like 40 racks a month. You know? What's crazy about that is when he released that footage trying to make Britney look bad, like that was Britney oh, being so a mom. Dumb. Oh, yeah. it was it horrible. Was you should hear how I talked to Bailey. It shows character <laughs> and it shows how of a douchebag he is. Yeah. And he, and like, I heard they're moving to Hawaii to try to continue the. Yeah. Cuss, I mean, the child support for another like six years or something because it's 23 in, in Hawaii versus 18. Wow. So, yeah, it's and there's some stipulations that go with that. I heard I'm but, sure they had to have signed something, signed something ironclad whenever they had those babies. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, he, mm. he, yeah, he, he's a, he's a dirtbag, so he made sure he got Britney as crazy. He looks but, like a vacuum salesman. Yeah, you, uh, did you ever see her? <laughs> what was that, chaotic or whatever? Did yeah. you see the one where he was at McDonald's? Like, <laughs> oh, really? Like, yeah. you, like why? <laughs> like, like, he was so cute bad. back in the day, but now yeah, he, he didn't ugly. age well. He let himself go. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I really <laughs> All that have, child support he's collecting, he's like, fuck it, what do I got to, who do I have I to impress feel, anymore? <laughs> I feel really bad for the, the kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I didn't want to talk about her kids, you know, because... It's just, it's already such a t- touchy subject, but at the same time, it's like, those, the, those little the, boys don't know what's going on. They're being controlled, too. Yeah, they're being used. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that are being, you know, hurt the most. Absolutely. And and you can tell all Britney's ever wanted was to be a mom to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shouldn't, and that, yeah, I think she should be talking to them and seeing them. Every, no one should be getting in the middle of that. I don't like that. I don't care what a person's going through. Yeah. Just like me. Like, I don't care what you think or what. It's like, you, I want and I'm willing to be a father. I should be able to see my son, but. Babies need their parents. Yeah. Mother and father. Yeah. Whether you guys get along personally or not, those babies need to feel each each parent's energy yeah. in order to grow up to be the best humans that they can be. And I don't know why the court isn't involved more in that area, trying to, you know, patch that up, also, like make stipulations where they, you know. I well, mean, everybody's getting paid off. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's really. Well, let's play a newlywed game. Let's see how well you newlyweds know each other. I didn't pick that because, you know, Haley told me that you guys were super spiritual, so I didn't pick raunchy questions. Oh, that's cool. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But we, we're not really like... like I just want to be respectful. We're not, we're not condemning or judgmental or like, you heard us talk, so it's like... No, I get it. I just I wanted I, to be cool. respectful. <laughs> yeah. My husband's calling. Should I FaceTime him? <laughs> yes. Let's see. You guys can say hi to him. I couldn't think of anything. If he'll answer, he... um. What is that? Hi, baby. Say Jelly. Hi. What's up? Yeah, what up? <laughs> hey, my name's Jason, too. <laughs> Let's smoke a joint, man. <laughs> I know. Hi, baby. I'm, in the, I'm uh, finishing up the pod right now, so I'll call you whenever I get done. Okay. Oh, I love cool. you so much. Right, that's so awesome yeah he always does stuff like wow that. yeah he's he's amazing he does so much stuff that doesn't get media you know no and they don't want that's why when people it. come for him i'm like oh yeah, my husband's nice but i'm not there <laughs> like, you go. That's right. i'm always defending him that's right all right let's see okay so did you guys figure out what the prize <laughs> is gonna be did I, we figure it out we were just i was trying to think of it because it's like Oh, he already makes me coffee every morning and cooks me breakfast every morning and everything Gosh, else. Gosh, do you ladies good. hear this? 
house. He's not. My oh. husband, uh, honey, if you're listening to this, which <laughs> I doubt you are. Sorry, I think my oh. husband's cooked me breakfast never. Oh, wait, no. Maybe one time <laughs> in seven years. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm trying. All right, what do you want? What do you want? We'll come, I we'll come back to I just told her back rubs for a week. Like. She wants a blow. He wants blowjobs for a week. I'll just say it for him. Okay, well, let's make it more fun. Blowjobs for a week. And then what do you want? What would you want? Anything uh, in the world, not not breakfast, not coffee, could be anything. Doesn't have to be monetary. We can go instead of three times a day. Let's go four times. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. All right, that sounds good. I mean, everybody's a fucking winner all around. That's right. Can I come? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, let's see. So the rule is when you guys are gonna write your own answers on the paper, so kind of turn them away so you guys can't. Yeah, you guys can't see each other's yeah. answers. Yep. yep. <laughs> she's, gonna, she's gonna say the question, and then when you're done, put it up, put it upside down so you can't see it, and then we'll go to the next one, and okay. then we'll read them all together, yeah. and okay. you guys will lift them at the same time. Sorry, I forgot to tell you guys the rules. Um, <laughs> I just assumed everybody knows how to play fucking newlyweds. Yeah, that's well, I don't know, but she always beats me at, at chess too. <laughs> chess. She yeah. got a smart chick over there. Yeah, and I, I was like yeah. a third grade chess champion. Look like, at you. Was, I was like, so random. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. I beat her a couple of times, but she always wins. That's amazing. Time. All right. Wh- who would you cast to play your spouse in a movie? I don't even know Hollywood like that. <laughs> just, just Does it whoever. Be anybody? It could be anybody. Oh. Mm. All right, I'll just say this. <laughs> just because it's funny. <laughs> All right, and then turn it upside down. I can't I might have spelled it wrong. I'm a... <laughs> All right. No peeking. Wait, and I have to guess what he's he thought. <laughs> so, yeah, ever all these questions are what you think girl. each other would say. I know, I don't know. I'm like trying to think of girl actresses, but... <laughs> you guys ready for the next okay, one? Yeah, we'll All right. What is your spouse's most irritating habit? <laughs> I love his giggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just know. That that one was easy for me. <laughs> You're okay. We'll figure it out whenever we, whenever we. It's kind of confusing. I got confused for a second too. Who will your partner say led a more wild life before you got together? Mm, that one, that one's definitely me. <laughs> 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 what is your spouse's most prized possession? <laughs> That's hilarious. I bet you we put this same. You guys both ready? Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite part of your spouse's body? Hmm. <laughs> he said, hmm. <laughs> I gotta do it, I guess. Typical guy. <laughs> Tits and ass. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> That's hilarious you said it. <laughs> Who is your spouse's celebrity crush? <laughs> all right celebrity crush do i have one of those what hers is would you rather have the lights on or the lights off oh you're answering for her though yeah if i were to bring food into the bedroom for foreplay what food would i bring I said I wasn't going to do dirty questions. Uh, yeah. I found ones that weren't too explicit, though. <laughs> you can have that. 
I can have it. Thank what you. is your partner's bedroom <laughs> fantasy? <laughs> She's really thinking about these. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I can see her I'm actually still. <laughs> Oh my god, now I gotta go back and remember what questions I asked. <laughs> Shit balls. <laughs> Fuck, I'm the worst game show I'll, host I think ever. I'll, I'll remember if I go. I am the worst game show host ever. Okay, so we'll like start we'll start with the, the, the ones you just did so that I can go back and okay. find the other ones. That's okay. Fine. All right, so Jason, what is what is uh, Rebecca's bedroom fantasy? What do you Where think are it is? At that camera? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said all day sex. <laughs> I don't know. What would it be, Rebecca? I should have asked you first, Oh, damn it. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That, um, I would say, yeah. <laughs> Basically <laughs> just, take, just taking over me. <laughs> Dominating. Yeah. Being dominated? Yeah. Okay. So does that pass, though, for all day sex? Yeah, well, we got to answer first and then. Yeah, I fucked this up. Listen, you guys, I'm the worst fucking game host ever. All right, what's your fantasy, Jason? We'll give it we'll give it to you since I fucked that up. What is your uh, fantasy? And then she's going to pull her paper up and tell us. We we like fan our fan our sex is fantasy every time, so I don't really have one. I guess it would be like um after like making a million dollars sex I don't know <laughs> after green sex, wah, green sex. <laughs> no. what did you say sex Rebecca oh I just said like dominate me entirely That's like, I said all day sex yeah. so. okay so we'll start with you Rebecca if you were to bring food into the bedroom for some foreplay what would you what would you want him to bring what do you think he would say you would bring like ice cream or something cold <laughs> what'd Close. you say i said whipped cream and fruit Aww. <laughs> uh, okay so it's one and one right now all right and then what would you bring in as food jason mm, um that's what i would bring <laughs> whipped cream and fruit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What did you say? What I would do. (laughs) You guys wrote down what each other would do. All right. It's still one and one. I love that you remember. Thank you for being the best game show host ever, Jason. Yeah, I put put on, obviously. Well, what would you do, Rebecca? Would you put them on or off? On. Okay. Yay. He got that. Okay, so it's two and one. And then what would you do, Jason? On for sure. On and yeah. what'd you say? Yeah, no lights off ever. On. Yay. Yeah, All right. So that's, are you keeping score? Okay. Cause I am lost. <laughs> oh, and then this one was a celebrity crush. I think. Okay. Who is, who do you think is her celebrity crush? I just, I wrote me just cause I. <laughs> <laughs> you got to let her answer. Okay. And then who do you think is his celebrity crush? Tell me before, or. Who's your celebrity crush, Jason? Before she answers us. <laughs> um, I really don't have one. My celebrity crush was Orlando Bloom. Was it? Sorry. That's they kind of look like Orlando Bloom. Yeah, they kind of look like. Yeah. Um, or who, Brad Pitt. So you don't have one? Is that your final answer? Yeah, I don't have one. Okay. Bah. 
Britney. Oh, oh. I guess the I, obvious I one. That, but yeah. What do you think is his favorite body part on you? My boobies. <laughs> and what'd you say, Jason? Tits and ass. Yay! And so he got that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet though like he, let, he put in eyes he included eyes with tits and ass that's yeah, very exactly. sweet um what do you think she thinks your favorite body part is or her favorite body part on you or whatever you guys know what the yes. fuck i'm saying <laughs> uh, this is why i host podcasts not games <laughs> i think it's the wiener schnitzel <laughs> obviously right i mean she my dick <laughs> what'd you put abs my ass butt oh, dick oh <laughs> good you guys both won that one all right do we know what the next one is uh, i don't know what it, i'm trying i can't remember what it was best thing I don't know. About, about the partner mm. about being with best thing about being with each other maybe okay we'll Either, just run i don't with know it. i wrote six though okay. i did too <laughs> <laughs> all right they both I won that question won. they both had the same answer <laughs> that's hilarious all right what do you think this one is oh this one's uh yeah what is most important to your spouse I okay think? most yeah, what's mo what okay so let's start with you what do you think she's gonna say is most important to you um <laughs> she's gonna write it down right now <laughs> I, well i know what i wrote for her but for me what i think she's gonna write um just uh like healthy lifestyle like being health, like fitness i don't know obviously i don't know why i wrote this is so weird oh, is I wrote keys keys because <laughs> oh, no. it was like wasn't You're it like, like what's your most prized possession oh okay most prized and i was possession. thinking our jeep like just the jeep and oh, just like wow. so keys. that's funny you oh. guys all you guys both won how about I put, that i put her face oh i love that wow that's so nice oh. that is sweet all right well since i fucked that question up you guys both get that one sorry guys at home listen i am not a game show host all right all next good. question what do we think is the next question oh uh, what is the word what are your pet pee about what no, irritates you the most about your spouse okay what it, what about you rebecca oh when he does his thing like <laughs> when he sucks oh, his teeth, teeth yeah. so what'd you write jason uh, i wrote she asked a million questions <laughs> <laughs> and then what did you write rebecca she's like let me guess i don't know Wait, that's what i wrote with like the yeah because oh, we, we were writing yeah. what we sucks thought. your teeth yeah exactly so i wrote she asked my pet peeve about her she asked me so many questions <laughs> sometimes it bothers me but that's what but, I think that's a girl thing. Yeah, but I think it's, that all girls it's, uh, do that. Yeah, it's not it's not bad though. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and then can we guess what the last question was? Because I am the I suck over here. Oh, who was uh who would play the person? In oh, okay, okay. Who would play your spouse in a movie? Yeah. Who what do you think he said who would play you, Rebecca? I don't even know. I would I don't even, I can't even <laughs> I'm sorry. Um I just wrote somebody funny because it's... Who'd you write? Jessica Alba. <laughs> I was going to say that. Jessica so Alba's weird. hot. I was yeah. going to say because I was hot. like... I was like, plus it's that's JT's weird. wife, ain't it? Right. So, no, that's Jessica Biel. No, that's Jessica Biel. Oh, that's Biel. Either way. You got to yeah. get it right. I got to get it together. Who do you think she wrote would play you? I don't know. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Is that what she said? Yeah. Oh, he got it. Yay. All right, you guys, that was the worst game of Newlywed ever because I don't know what I'm doing over here, but who won? It was fun. 
You guys got a tie. So now you get to get, you get blowjobs for a week and, and she gets laid four times a day. Damn, girl. I mean, that's wow. a, it's a winning, right, winning we situation. Gotta get to work. I love that. You guys are so sweet. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Um, it was a blast. I really appreciate fun. you guys. Do you guys want to shout out where people can find you? Is there anything you want to plug? Socials? Mm. All that jazz. I mean, my Instagram is is just Jason Allen Alexander. You can find it. It's easy, but that's the best way to find me, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Rebecca? You want to plug anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, nope, everybody leave me alone. Maybe soon, but right now it's just... Uh, well, when you guys have nothing. anything you want to plug, you're more than welcome to come back on the podcast anytime. Awesome. I would love to thank have you, you guys. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much. And yeah. thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Dumb Blonde. I will see you guys next week. Bye.